2: What's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kisselier hanging out with Katie Dirks. Katie Dirks. So, Katie, we had a hell of a week for professional wrestling. The Extreme Rules, WWE, lived up to its name. The rules were indeed extreme, and I'm gonna give a little bit of credit to a person I don't like to give credit to. Mm-hmm. The one and only Dolph Ziggler. I thought oh. his stipulation when he went against Drew McIntyre. Talk less, clay more. The thighs of a god, the thunderous blows that Drew McIntyre has the ability to bring down upon his opponent were stifled by the brilliant idea of Dolph Ziggler making it an extreme rules match only for him and not for Drew McIntyre. I actually was surprised, and I, I was—I thought it was very good.
3: There were there there were two matches on this card that I thoroughly enjoyed. Two matches. Everything else, I was very cynical about.
2: Okay, well, there were a lot more matches. They didn't show the Jeff Hardy Sheamus match. I was waiting the entire time for the bar fight, but that I guess got moved to SmackDown, so that was oh. a bit of a disappointment. But what did you think about the? Did you like the uh, the McIntyre match?
3: I liked. I I, I didn't hate it. That's was, a high compliment from Katie. I, I didn't. I didn't hate it. I wasn't like. I wasn't. I didn't. I fast forwarded through a little bit of it. But I didn't It was hate only it. like
2: 11 minutes, Katie. You can't <laughs> well, you fast forward through the meet through the
3: the co-main like, event. Like the beginning of it, like the part that like before things really get interesting. The
2: part where Dolph Ziggler <laughs> explains the entire the entire match, the entire motivation behind I had that part the, the, and then the, the bell the, rang. the theatrical I production?
3: It. I skipped a couple minutes in the middle. All it's right. Well, that
2: <laughs> I mean, it was it, That was a stipulation I did not see coming.
3: I did. It was, yes, I agree with you. It was fun. It was a fun little punch up to the match. And I didn't hate, I didn't hate, I didn't hate that match. There was one match that I hated. All right, what was the match that
2: you hated the most? And of course, we also have to get to what's going on with AEW. We're going to talk about Dynamite. Uh, Eddie Kingston came out, made his debut on AEW Dynamite this week and I don't, I was very surprised. He's a little pudgy. He's a little out of shape but that 38 year old man put on a hell of a show so we're going to talk about him and AEW Dynamite uh, here in a minute but we got to talk about Extreme Rules. So what was yes. the match that you liked Katie?
3: The match that I loved I'm probably going to get so much shit for this I loved the, the initial tag team match with New Day and Cesaro and Shin.
2: That match was incredible. I am a huge New Day fan. I'm a huge Nakamura fan. I'm a huge Cesaro fan. I think they do need a mouthpiece. That's why it's sad that Sami Zayn isn't there to speak for them because for as great as the Swedish or Swiss cyborg is in the ring, he is equally bad on the mic. I understand English is a second language, and the fact he's bilingual makes him smarter than me, so I can't really (laughs) complain. Uh, But I was a little bit upset that New Day did not retain the the championship. I don't think that New Day deserves to have their championship stripped ever. I think they're just such a great tag team. And Cesaro and Nakamura, this is one of those tag teams. It reminds me of, you know, the Hollywood Blondes, Austin and Pillman. It's not a natural tag team. When I think tag teams, I like to have... Heavy machinery. I like to have the Viking Raiders, the Street Profits. I like to have teams. You like a branded team. A branded team. And Cesaro and Nakamura, to me, are just two hyper-talented wrestlers that the creative of WWE aren't currently smart enough to put into a position where they can be singles wrestlers. Because they certainly can
3: be. No. Yeah, and I agree with you there. But looking at this match, I I was surprised that, I mean, it makes sense where it was placed on the card. Uh, and oh you start the- off with a bang yeah yeah and like it was just it was such a fun match to watch and i everyone to me in that match to me was over uh I, I just loved it. I thought it was so fun, and it was it was just a fun—I was like, oh, okay, this is a great start to the show. Maybe I will enjoy this.
2: For those that did not watch Extreme Rules, first of all, get the WWE Network. It's only $10. I know you're supporting a horrible, horrible business, but you know what? <laughs> Life is all about supporting bad businesses, isn't it? Uh, this was a tables match, so they had to put somebody through a table. Not an easy match to pull off. Obviously, you know you're constricted in some ways by what you can do and how you can finish. There were moments in this match where Big E moved like he was a little he... E. He was smooth as hell. He did a he speared through the tur- or through the ropes rather onto the floor. Some amazing bumps. And one thing that pissed me off about this match, they didn't show enough replays of all no. of these incredible moves, specifically ones Big E was doing. I was like, I want to see it again. I think somebody just got a concussion, and we deserve a replay. Just just for that person, if they're going to get a concussion for us, you got to show it again.
3: Big E did a tope suicida right through the middle ropes, and and took out I think Shin. Uh like and it it was a like I my reaction was like oh shit like that look like, was he supposed to go through the table? No, he wasn't. No, no, that's not the end of the match. I was like I was I was in it. I was playing. I was doing play by plays in my head. It was I was. I, I love this match. I thought it was so fun.
2: Yeah, the way the camera angle was set up as an audience watching at home, um, you couldn't see. You're like, damn, did they just nick the table? Did they go, were they going to go through it? Yeah, it was really, that was one of those bumps yeah, where I'm it was like, fun. woo! And of course, the match ends with a tragic, devastating, absolutely unwarranted assault on Kofi Kingston.
1: Unbelievable.
2: Unbelievable. They uh, power slammed, power bumped Kofi through the table, and that table absolutely erupted beautifully. And
3: just shattered. It was two tables. (laughs)
2: Kofi took the bump like a a genius, but I was truly stunned. I did not expect Cesaro and Nakamura to win that match. I did not see it coming. And so, I mean, they started off Extreme Rules – at the very least, with a bit of a surprise, I was not happy with the surprise, but I was also, I was also, um, I, I gave WD, WWE some credit for making me feel something I did not know I wanted to feel, which was New Day will have their
3: revenge. Yeah, New Day and will I, have
2: their revenge.
3: And they're such an over tag team, and everyone knows them. They're they sell the merch. They're top guys. Everyone knows tag. Everyone knows the new day. So with or without a belt, they're still they're still well placed on the roster. So I think that I, I, new day will be fine. Hopefully this leads to some sort of fun story. I love I love Nakamura. I love Cesaro. I am. I think they're all so good.
2: Do we have any idea where Xavier Woods is right now? I know He is that, injured. He is injured. Is, this a, COVID, Still is injured. this a COVID thing or this is a true injury? No.
3: This is a legit injury. He, I believe it was an ACL. Not that COVID I, isn't a real injury, yeah. but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I believe it was an ACL. I don't remember the specific injury, but I do follow him on all the social medias. And he is very active yes, on his YouTube is. channel. Uh, so he's still, he's still very relevant in the world. He still plays along at home, uh, but he is still recovering from an injury that I don't remember the specifics of.
2: Very cool. I hope that he has a speedy recovery. And of course you can watch Xavier Woods doing all things, I believe to which he loves video games. He's very good at them. I'll never play him in video games because he's one of those guys that snipes you immediately as soon as your player respawns in in um modern warfare or call of duty black ops as soon as your character responds he's there to snipe you maybe it's because he has a faster modem and he's playing on a quicker computer than you are and you're already at a disadvantage and then all of a sudden you feel like a total schmuck and you've got to wait 15 minutes to load just so you can go get shot again i don't need to spend my
3: nights like that achilles it was an achilles injury
2: okay thank you i
3: knew it was xavier
2: woods Speedy recovery. Hope you come back. I mentioned Apollo Cruz. He was not able to perform uh, in Extreme Rules. Uh, MVP MVP, and uh, the announcing crew at WWE made some weird-ass statement about why he couldn't perform. I think they could have just said he tested positive for COVID, but they didn't do that. I, I don't even remember what the BS storyline was. He, he was somehow he got offended or something happened i don't even remember how the hell they explained why apollo cruz wasn't wrestling but they could have very easily just been like yo dude tested positive for covid he can't wrestle and then i would say oh okay that makes a lot of sense and then the wwe could actually be like oh maybe they're taking maybe they're being responsible Uh, but of course wwe has a, a bit of a sketchy track record when it comes to responsibility in regards to the global pandemic. We also had SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey, uh, Of course, she is the champion going against Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross, she is the energizer bunny that can. And she is awesome. She is getting better every day. There is something about Nikki Cross, that because she is like so tiny, but also like just, she's such a funny little height. And um, the way that the, the way that that affects how her moves look, everything does come across as like really quick. Everything seems to be like a snapmare, like everything just really does play well with the way that she moves in the ring. And I thought overall Nikki Cross and Bayley had a good match. Obviously, Bayley. The Karen of pro wrestling, showing off her new hairstyle, um, (laughs) dose belts. She had somebody put that. uh, That was in the back of her hair. Somebody carved her hair like it was a pumpkin. But unlike a pumpkin, her head is full of brains. And because of that, she was able to cheat to win. When Sasha Banks handed Bailey the boss brass knuckles and those brass knuckles were used to pummel Nikki Cross in the tummy and then Nikki Cross went down and that was all she wrote so Bailey had to cheat to win Nikki Cross with Alexa Bliss in her corner she came across even though she lost as a winner because this match was really well done and i think it was her first this was definitely Nikki Cross's biggest moment in pro wrestling to date everything that she did at nxt everything she's done with the wwe main roster led up to this point and she put on a hell of a match with bailey and as far as i'm concerned if she did get the strap we didn't see it coming but as that match was going on i was beginning there was a minute there was a minute where i was like wait is it is this possibly going to happen and at some point, she does deserve some gold, and I think that Nikki Cross's future is bright.
3: Yeah, I think I think uh, up until the finish, I was on board until the finish.
2: You do not like the cheat to win thing?
3: I I, eh, I, I I look, I love a good cheat to, and of course it's Bailey Karen. has of to cheat Karen's to win. She's cheat to win You're of right. Course. You're right. She has to. I was overly impressed with Nikki Cross uh, on this match. I thought she did so. She was so fast and so, like, fight. Fe- she's this feisty little, like, Mouse, just mousey little. She's gonna come get you.
2: She reminds me of if Puffin was a female wrestler. My dog, if Puffin was a female wrestler, he would be like Nikki Cross. Where he's this just this is like, a oh, perfect analogy. Yes, it is just like all of the energy that she has. You can see it. She's got. You know what I'm saying? She's got Chihuahua vibes. She's got yes. she is part chihuahua. She's just like, oh, I'm gonna do it. And then when she does it, oh. when she finally breaks loose, you're like, hell yeah! You go get him, Nikki. Come on now.
3: It's like the she's like the the roadrunner when he like when he like runs when he when he right before he takes off. Right before he like,
2: takes <laughs> off. Yeah, I love her. And I I thought the match. The way that they actually did it, other than the end, uh, Alexa Bliss did not get involved. Sasha did not really get involved in the match. They didn't have an outside scrum or anything. It was a pretty pure wrestling match, a yeah. solid fifteen minute uh, spot, mm-hmm. pure wrestling uh, again until the very end. And I think Nikki Cross uh, came across as a hell of a wrestler and someone who deserves, you know, more time in the spotlight. But we can actually bump out here and come back to extreme rules in a second. Speaking of wrestlers who deserve time in a spot uh, in the yeah. spotlight, we have an interesting situation happening right now with Naomi. Feel the glue. <laughs> what was
0: that? I loved it.
2: <laughs> Feel the glue. I think I just hit puberty, um, reverse puberty, whatever the go. hell that is. So. Naomi is not thrilled with her current booking in WWE. Well, she's been jobbing quite a bit.
3: I don't know if it's I, this didn't. It didn't seem to come from her specifically. Okay, this came from unhappy fans watching what? Naomi. I know, right? Like the the WWE universe has its moments. They we have as part of it as a reluctant part of the WWE universe. Sure. We have our moments in the sun where we do, where we where we, want, we bitch enough, we bitch loud enough that we eventually get our way. Um, Sometimes. She essentially jobbed to Lacey Evans, and Twitter wasn't having any of that. And very much like the Divas Revolution with the hashtag, give Divas a chance, uh-huh. uh, that like trended for something like two days, something insane. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. I, 48 yeah.
2: hours by Twitter time. That's like 150 years.
3: That's a long. That's a lot of tweets. Whoa. Um, uh, Naomi. The hashtag Na- give Naomi a chance or uh, Naomi deserves better was the hashtag that was trending. Okay. Her welcome back moment from I believe it was uh Royal Rumble of her coming back to the ring it was this big awesome moment. And she's she's just such a badass. And like she has this awesome super cut that's gone viral about how she's just a fucking awesome athlete that doesn't get enough love and in my opinion still one of my favorite women's champions uh with her fucking glow belt I don't know if anyone remembers this I want that I I want that belt she had she like customized the belt where it's like light up glow LEDs it was fucking awesome yeah she is one of if not she's right behind Becky in my opinion Right up there with Becky as one of the best women's champions. Damn.
2: All right. She's awesome. You're going to put her in the Oscar camp then as well if you're going to be talking. Yeah,
3: with Oscar. Absolutely. And and, And athletically, she is equal to all of them. They're all in the same badass. And I would say even maybe from a gymnastics level, better than Oscar and Becky when it comes to that. She's a
2: fucking truck. Yeah, I think that's extremely possible. Of course, her name is Trinity Fatu. She is with the Fatu family, the great Samoans. She has a long lineage of unbelievable uh, professional wrestlers in her family. She has been in the WWE for a minute. She's not exactly new. I get why the fans, when they see her jobbing to Lacey Evans, Lacey Evans, who I'm not going to diss, she had a big push, and we'll see if her Liberty Bell routine continues on. Who knows? But I can understand the frustration. In a match where Naomi deserves better. She's a better wrestler than Lacey Evans. I don't think it's bad that she necessarily lost. But the way that that match happened, I understand the frustration. And hopefully Naomi gets a shot now um, to be a little bit more relevant in the women's division. WWE just announced she will be on Miz TV, which of course is the poor man's Piper's pit. But we're not going to go into that. (laughs) Uh, it's a much less racist Piper. It's a much less racist version of Piper's Pit as well. Um, sure. So you know, we take the good and the bad. But she will be on Miz TV. She will appear with John Morrison and the Miz this Friday, and she is going to discuss what happened with Lacey Evans as the WWE Universe reacted on social media. So perhaps this leads to a larger storyline. WWE has been pushing Lacey for a long time, and I could see that in this world of, let's just say, racial unrest. I could see the WWE really trying to push a controversial storyline with, again, the speaking of GLOW, with the Lacey Evans Liberty Bell. That's, of course, a character from the TV show GLOW. That's basically what Lacey Evans was, copy and paste, when she first came in. And Naomi, I could see Lacey oh, Evans coming no. out in paramilitary gear with an All Lives oh, Matter no. shirt and just oh. having a Jake Hager, um, Dirty Dutch Mantel version of like the female tea party. And then going, oh, I could no. totally see W. I mean, this I stuff does not it. come without a, without a gimmick. This stuff does not come without a price. So I could see Vince... Just being like, all right, Naomi, you're getting the push. Oh, you want your way? It's a, it's a race war, <laughs> which would not be the first time WWE has done that.
3: Oh, no. Be, this is a classic scenario of be careful what you wish for.
2: I, don't, I mean, hey, you know what? As long as Naomi comes out on top, unlike what's happened with Jeff, Jeff Hardy. Oh, my God. I was about to say Jeff Shardy. Because he's been shitting in the bed so much in the ring, but it's not his
3: fault. It's not his fault. Yeah, he's been I wrestling
2: great. They gotta just write write him a W, would you? Jeez.
3: And Charlotte Flair came out uh, in support of uh, of uh, Naomi too. So she was like, she jumped on board with the hashtag Naomi deserves better. So it's nice to see that I the agree. locker room knows. They see it. We see you, WWE. We see, we see you. you.
2: So we will see what happens with the storyline between Lacey Evans and Naomi. Expect the unexpected in the demented mind, in the demented world that Vince McMahon has created for himself in the WWE universe. Hey
1: mom, first things first. Thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help. And yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
2: All right, let's get back to extreme rules and let's talk about...
0: One of
1: the
2: craziest ideas I have ever seen in professional wrestling. How are they going to pull this off? Of course, I'm talking about the Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins eye for an eye match. Um, So this match, I am going to say this. Without the eye for the eye caveat, this was a great match. They, they can wrestle. These dudes, I, I thought the wrestling was superb. The entire time I'm watching this match, I'm like, God, I wish this didn't have to end with an eye for an eye because this is actually a great wrestling
3: match. You and I are on the exact same page here. I was yes. like, oh, this is a good, fun match. I'm in it. I'm like, oh, this is great. This is cool. Oh, this is fun. Hey, look, Seth Rollins does another great pay-per-view match. Hey, fucking Rey Mysterio can still take some serious bumps, which in my opinion, he should not be taking at this stage of the game. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to take these bumps.
2: That man, until proven otherwise, he's not a human being. I cannot believe what Rey can still do. He's got to be, what, 45, 46 years old? That man has been wrestling at the highest of high levels Since 96, I believe. Forty-five. He's 45 years old. I just turned 39. And my big accomplishment today was, I walked downstairs, (laughs) and the wee-wee pad had a pee on it, and what was on top of the pee? A poop. And then I said, yay! Hey, I clapped and I gave my dogs a treat because they're learning how to use the wee-wee pads in the new house. And no. I was super thrilled. That's my accomplishment at 39. And then at 45, Rey Mysterio was able to fake lose an eye and put on a 20-minute wrestling clinic with Seth Rollins. So, you know, we're just different people.
3: You, you know, hey, it's, it's where the where the cards fall, right? We're it's all dealt a different, different hand, right? Yes.
2: <laughs> so... This match, I'm sure all of us were wondering, how is this going to happen? The entire match, they have objects. Uh, you know, the kendo stick was in use. Always love a good crack of the kendo stick. I love That's it a, when they
3: just tear that thing apart. Tear I it love
2: apart. love the kendo stick. We had uh, we had what seemed to be kind of a long screwdriver type device. They had a whole bunch of stuff.
3: He had a whole toolbox. They had a whole
2: toolbox. Pointy
3: weapons. There was
2: no car to fix. I don't even know if those tools, if you did have, if you did need a toolbox and someone showed up with that toolbox, you'd be like, there's nothing. What am I? This is literally just here to take somebody's eye out. I need to fix a tire.
3: I can just picture the direction from the writer's room being like, yeah, just when you go to Ace Hardware, go ahead and just pick out anything that's pointy that looks like it could poke out an eye.
2: Perfect. I got it. There was a little bit of rope in there as well, which Seth Rollins used horribly. He does not know how to tie a knot. Not a Boy Scout. (laughs) Not a Boy Scout, Seth Rollins. I think that's safe to say. But they did not end up using anything in the toolbox to poke out one another's eye. Instead, they went back to what started this whole eye-for-an-eye concept, which was the steel steps. So... The match concludes Seth Rollins has... uh, Seth Rollins did actually a good job of selling when Ray had his eye in the steps. Like, Seth did... did, I was like, dang, okay, that has to be poking something in there. Right. But the match ends, as we speculated uh, over these past few weeks, Ray Mysterio, he ended up, air quotes, losing an eye, getting it smashed into this corner of the steel stairs. Okay, this is where... It gets uh, comically, uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to go with corny. I'm going to go corny.
3: This is when, this is the moment of the match. If you're, not that we have parties these days, but if you had a wrestling party and you had some people there that didn't watch wrestling and you were trying to get them into it, this is the part where you'd have to apologize. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but this the, the match itself say, was very good. So you have to be like, I, but you know what? Okay, so for those that didn't see it, uh, you can Google Rey Mysterio. I I figured Rey Mysterio had to be the one who loses the eye. He has the mask. He can hide the eyeball. Although there was, there was definitely a hard cut towards the uh, towards the end of the match.
3: Yes, there was a hard cut. And Do you know why there was a hard cut? Why? Because this was a pre tape match, uh, and they originally did the finish with an actual like gimmicked eyeball, so the audience would see the eyeball. I'm using air quotes. <laughs> And yeah. so you see, you can see, and they and Vince wound up pulling it because it, it either wasn't believable or it didn't go over well, or whatever the actual reason may be. What do
2: you mean it, it's not believable? How could it be? Like, you know, the only thing that angered me was they didn't go with the approach of smacking themselves in the back of the head, going with the old ketchup bottle routine to pop out one oh, of the eyes. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's what I or was. Or like thinking.
3: squeeze, like the squeeze. Yes, do there the should have they should have had the
2: squeeze. That would a, have been like, great as well. Some sort
3: of clamp, like a little windy. clamp. Oh
2: my god! If they would have had a windy <laughs> clamp, I would have, I would have called my mom and told her I loved her. I would have just been the happiest boy. <laughs> I would have, I, if they would have just gone all the way with it. Um, so, so the original concept was he has an eye. He, Rey Mysterio has again air quotes eye hanging out of his head, and Vince didn't like that idea, so they. Went with uh, right. Seth Rollins vomiting <laughs> upon looking uh, at the eye.
3: It's Something like ridiculous. But you can actually see in one of the angles, you can see yes. in Ray's hand, you can see what it was supposed to be like a fake eye popping out.
2: You can see the eye. It looks like <laughs> a fishing bobber. It's like got red on the bottom. It is so comically not a real eye. It is like, it, Ray, I think, is going to be okay. And throughout the pay-per-view, so Ray loses his eye, Seth Rollins, for some reason, starts vomiting. I still don't fully understand why Seth.
3: And it looked like that was, like, legit. He was legit puking.
2: I think that he slammed down a bunch of corn after wrestling for 30 minutes, and they were just like, do it, buddy. Let it go. <laughs>
3: hey, can you make yourself puke on cue? Just do it right after this match.
2: Exactly. Doing the old draws where you just like, puke. Puke!
3: Uh, and bleh. indeed,
2: Seth Rollins did. Another one of these interesting Seth Rollins finishes that he's sort of becoming known for when he breaks when he's gone too far. And this was he's gone to this well a few times, and I'm not dissing Seth. Again, the wrestling match was great. But he's gone to this well. Of course, you recall Hell in a Cell when he hit the fiend with a sledgehammer, and then the match was canceled for some reason. And Seth was like, I can't believe I did it. And in this match, he was just stunned about his ability to go further than his opponent, the Monday Night Messiah, made himself sick by pulling out the eye of his opponent. Although throughout the pay-per-view, they went back to the medical center, Eric medical center, of course, and <laughs> they did clarify that the eye can be, uh, because they did not detach it, like they didn't, I, I know nothing, so I'm going to call it the strings of the eye. <laughs> um, the, like the little stringies in your eye did not get detached. So they said that Ray will be able to see again. So he will be able to watch his son oh. get married, which was evidently, The most important thing for him to ever witness, which I understand. Katie, what do you think, though? I actually think WWE dodged a bullet. I think they did it just well enough to make it like, okay, I was hearing there was going to be CGI, and for some reason, in my mind, CGI was a bridge too far.
3: Oh, no, that would have been awful. Well, because also, knowing WWE and their prep time, and their budget restraints, there's no way that could have been done properly. Absolutely no way. But, I mean,
2: even just from the perspective of wrestling, and I understand we're talking about a television show, I feel like it would have, I don't think it would, I don't think it's appropriate for pro wrestling. I don't mind when people get thrown off the top of, you know, the Titan Tower. I don't yeah, care. that's That's fun. fine. But if they would have CGI'd the eye, I feel like that would have been a bridge too far.
3: I just think, I feel like they put their foot in their mouths early on, and they did this bit, and then somebody just kept pushing it, and it fell to the back burner, and then they found themselves in a hole of like, oh, fuck, we have to do this stupid angle with two of these characters. That doesn't make sense for either of them. Uh, Fuck, fuck, fuck. What are we going to do? All right, let's just do it and get it over with. Guys, put on a good match so no one remembers the end.
2: That's it. That's (laughs) it. And they did.
3: And they did that. I have to give them that.
2: So kudos to Ray and Seth for getting out of this. This reminds me of like when you're with your friends and you're like, yeah, I'll jump off that. Sure, I'll jump that. Yeah, man, I can, what is it, 30 feet, I can jump that. And then as the night goes on, everyone gets a little bit drunker. And then they're like, Kissel, you said you were going to be able to jump into the lake, man. You said you were going to be able to jump off the cliff. And I'm horrified of heights. And I'm like, yeah, 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 of course I will. And then you have to do it and you just oh when gosh, you yeah. don't die you just thank your lucky stars that it was able to work out <laughs> even though it sucked the whole thing was a horrible experience
3: yeah no i would i would absolutely consider this some sort of at least jump j- like bear, like getting clipped by a shark they got like bit by a shark yes uh, they didn't quite jump over it but uh but there's a little there's a little nibble there's a little shark nibble
2: there was a little nibble but overall ray i cannot believe he can still move the way he does Hall of Famer. He has the goat shirt for a reason, even though I don't like the way the goat shirt is designed because it separates the goat. It's not a
3: good, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense.
2: It doesn't make any sense, but that's okay. Of course, we also had Asuka versus Sasha. This, I don't even want to comment on what's going on with Sasha and Bailey. These two. These two. These two. (laughs) I can't. I can't with Karen and her friend. I can't do it. Uh, Sasha ended up Good. kind of beating Asuka, but she didn't beat Asuka. Bailey put on the ref shirt, and then she counted three, and then Sasha took the belt. But that's not how you win the belt, so Asuka's still the champion.
3: Give her her belt back. I, uh, this is the other match that I loved.
2: <laughs> See, this is where the WWE universe is going to come after you. Because this was a match that everyone's like, what the hell is happening? I know. Why did they just both get two belts? And how does that make any sense for Bailey? You don't just put on the ref shirt and become a ref. I can't just put on a police shirt and be a cop. I mean, sure you can, Karen. Do whatever you want,
3: Karen. Oh my God. <laughs> Karen well, that can is do true. whatever she wants.
2: She has the superpower.
3: She, so, okay, yes. I, I've gone back and forth on this match a couple times in my brain because I was like, I don't understand what happened. Wait, what? I don't get it. And then I thought about it and I was like, actually, it's kind of funny. It actually, is
0: kind of funny. I agree. <laughs> actually,
3: actually if, you, if you put it in context and then Karen took the fucking referee's jersey and called the match and then took all the belts. She's holding all the belts right now. That, like, <laughs> that image of her and Sasha holding all the belts. I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. It doesn't hold up yeah. in court, but it's fun. Like, oh, here's crazy Karen that won't wear her mask into the grocery store. Isn't this funny? <laughs> Share it with your friends. And, and, like, of course there'll be repercussions.
2: We just talked about this chick on Side Stories who was absolutely hammered inside of a Verizon. She refused to wear a mask, and she got so pissed, she dropped Trow and took a piss right there on the floor. That's how angry she was.
3: I mean... I feel like Bailey is one step away from Verizon. Uh, Verizon Karen.
2: <laughs> I agree. You know what? Yes, I will. <laughs> I will concede that this is fun. I know that Oscar's going to get her belt back. I'm yeah. always on Team Oscar. So I said, you better leave this woman alone. But that's typical Sasha. Typical Bailey. They're running rough shot, and I think Oscar needs to talk to the manager. Because this is ridiculous.
3: I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you. I think the rest of the roster needs to stand up with Oscar and say this is unacceptable and we need I to agree. change things in, in this business.
2: Yes, we do. Yes, we do.
3: But as, as far as the match goes, this I, I was also like, oh, this is a very sparkly match. There were a lot of rhinestones in this match and I absolutely love rhinestones. You get extra points for rhinestones.
2: Now I have to push back though a little bit because the so match the itself... I thought it started off good, mm-hmm. but I don't know what happened towards the end. Sasha biffed it like twice. It got messy.
3: It got a little slop towards the end. She, it, looks like, it looks like she legit slipped off the ring. She did. And she, she actually botched, and it got a little sloppy there. I, I'm with you there. It got a little wonky there at the end. I, the
2: last two minutes, maybe I'm projecting into what I believe Asuka is thinking, but if I'm Asuka, I'm like, seriously? You can't pull this off, Sasha. Come on. You're on the second rope. You just got to do this one thing. She damn near died after doing the flip off the top rope. I was like, do not paralyze yourself, Sasha. Please, Lord, do not end up. uh, Speaking of draws, Darren draws off. Do not end up in a wheelchair. Yeah. And then the botch at the, the second botch, and then I don't even know where it went from there. It just got, yeah, it got messy. Oscar deserved better than that. I understand mistakes happen in the ring. You're right, but Sasha, Sasha needs to, she needs to tighten she it had up tight, a little. Tighten bit.
3: up that game towards the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm with you Just, on that.
2: That was it. No, again, granted. Of course, I, I'm celebrating the fact that my dogs used a wee pad correctly. And, um, <laughs> I would, uh, if I even look at a rope, I'll fall over. So I understand <laughs> these things are difficult to do. It
3: was a sloppy slip, though. Well, it was. Like it was. It, it was sloppy. It looked like it. It was kind of one of those falls that. Uh, if it wasn't in this like high, you know, and like a pay per view match or whatever, that would definitely go like. It's kind of like walking into a glass door fall. Like it was kind of like, oh, yeah. what was that? Come on.
2: Yes, I agree. But the the point was made that Sasha and Bailey are doing whatever they want to do. Yeah. With no regard to the rules whatsoever, and they now both have championship gold multiple times over i do like their friendship i wonder if they're gonna break them up at some point and have them feud at this point i would say don't i think that they're better together
3: i think they they need to hang on to them they need to have to hang on to them this way for as long as they can because you everyone knows it's coming it's coming at some point but you gotta i think you have to keep them together at least through covid at
2: least through covid sure i agree friendship reigns even during a global pandemic yeah All right. And then just lastly here, before we get to AEW, we always have to talk about what's going on in the mind of Bray Wyatt. Uh, Rotunda. That's his real last name. I love him. Uh, The man is a genius. I think that he understands the psychology of wrestling better than a lot of people that we've seen. He's another one who has a long history of wrestling in his family blood. Mm -hmm. This was the swamp match between Bray Wyatt and and what uh, is now perhaps the deceased Braun Strowman. What did you think of this cinematic approach uh, when it comes to this storyline?
3: It felt like, um, okay, wait, I don't want to shit on it too hard. I mean, I didn't like it. (laughs) Why didn't you like this one? I felt like, first of all, it was... It, it, the first like 10 minutes it was a 22 23 minute match I think it was a pretty healthy match yeah Yeah, it wasn't that long but like the, there wasn't wrestling in the first half okay like there was I agree. it was just sketch it was like oh we're gonna do a scripted segment but it wasn't sh- like I also couldn't really get my bearing um this production side of me is like where I don't right, understand right. it's not well lit it was it wasn't given the same treatment that their other cinematic matches seem to have had, it looks like two camera operators showed up in the middle of the fucking night with some flashlights and said, all right, guys, just go do your thing. Like, it wasn't, I don't know, it just didn't it didn't feel like a cinematic match. It felt like an afterthought.
2: You didn't think that it seemed like a cinematic match when Braun Strowman was attacked by old Braun Strowman? And then he had to fight all those people. He yeah. lit a stunt man on fire. He
3: did let it. Yeah, he did. There. I mean, but it just didn't seem as polished as like. I guess. I guess it was a swamp match. It's not supposed to be polished. I don't know. I thought it was edited very well.
2: <laughs> I agree with you, and this has been my only complaint when it comes to Bray Wyatt and his abstract kind of creative um, approaches to these cinematic matches. Even you know when it comes to the John Cena match, I thought there was so much fun stuff in there. But I want more wrestling. I agree yeah. with you with uh, on that, Katie. And that's one of the things I wish I could just tell WWE when scripting these things. I'm like, you got everything there, just more contact. Because half of the time, uh, Braun Strowman was tied up in a chair, in a rocking chair. That's so weird. And they definitely did not do the ropes right. He had these, uh, you know, he had these chains around him. The
3: man can flip over a a, like a like a milk truck. He can't get out of these poorly tied chains. They
2: were horribly tied chains. You could just like slip your hands out. But anyway, it is what it is. Uh, I thought that the conclusion of the match, where Braun is brought into the swamp water, Bray goes into the swamp water. All of a sudden, the water turns red, blood red. And out comes the fiend. It's a little bit of Jason Voorhees. It's a little Friday the thirteenth. It's a little bit of a if a rip-off on that. But as a horror movie fan, I have uh I have a soft spot for that stupid okay. mask that the fiends wear that the fiend wears. And if I was a kid, I think I would have been like, damn, and slightly scared. Yeah. So I give him credit for that.
3: I liked I like that they leaned into the original like Bray Wyatt bit. In the beginning, I was like, oh, okay, we're getting like OG Bray. We're getting like, we're getting ranch yes. Bray. Cool. That's awesome. You know what I did actually kind of like? I liked the Alexa Bliss, uh, Alexa Bliss throwback bit.
2: <laughs> Anytime you can have Alexa Bliss do it. I
3: was like, oh, okay. We're doing a little of their like tag team, their intergender tag team matches they used to do on Facebook. Uh, yep. They were the big, Biggie Smalls group or I forget their exact tag team name. Uh, but there, they also had great chemistry together in the ring. They had kind of this like flirty story going that I didn't hate. Um, no, it was cute. And I thought it was cute. I was like, all right, whatever. It's it, like, no one's really watching these Facebook matches anyway. Uh, so they did. Now a lot of people did want to see Liv Morgan. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. But Liv did not
2: make an appearance. So some people were upset about that. I thought it was possible Eric Rowan comes back, but, I, but he did not. Yeah. Um, so I thought there was going to be some, maybe a, a few different surprises in there. But for what it was, cinematic match, it was a typical Bray match in the sense that it leaves you without a conclusion. <laughs> but it also leaves you like, all right, I mean, they're going for it. He has a creative mind. I do with, uh, as you said, Katie, I do just wish. A little bit more wrestling, yeah, um, because that's at the end of the day what it is.
3: I don't think that's the match they should have gone out. I mean, I know the whole the whole pay per view is the horror show, but I don't think that's the match they should have gone out on the paper. Like that didn't end the pay per view strong for me. Like it wasn't. Yeah, it, it wasn't great for me.
2: I was still at that point expecting. I thought the headlining match was Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. Because, right. I mean, I didn't expect it to be the headlining match, but I was like, okay, well, this bar match has to be next. And then when they went to black, and they started the Undertaker Last Ride uh, storytelling show, which is awesome, by the way. Speaking of wrestling court, apparently Undertaker was like the judge in wrestling court where wrestlers, if they had a small beef on the road or whatever, then they would go <laughs> to like the locker room and Undertaker would like, dole out punishment and decide who was bad and who was right. I and the punishment would be like, you know, something like you have to pay for gas for a week or whatever. Right. Um, but Taker, God, I just love Undertaker so much. But when they didn't show the Seamus-Jeff Hardy match, I was with you. I was like, ah, that was it. But I suppose uh, leaving the audience wanting more, I guess that's not the worst thing.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it was was fine. It was fine. It it wasn't a fake eyeball. it
2: It was not a fake eyeball. It was not a fake eyeball. It was a very real swamp pool from hell. Yeah, uh, that Braun Strowman is now living underwater, just like Jason Voorhees. We don't know where Braun is. Mm. He's in the netherworld somewhere, and how is he going to come back? A bunch of seaweed in his hair, pulling out fish from his teeth. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I hope. I hope that happens. He's but he's down there. He's down there in the uh, in the swamp water fighting the demons. I am sure of that right now. Well, that was a little bit of a recap on Extreme Rules. Super fun pay per view. Um, overall, I say give it a watch. They're not doing five-hour-long pay-per-views anymore, which I no. give WWE credit for. I think it was two and a half hours, maybe three.
3: It was yeah, two hours. I think it was exactly two and a half hours. I think you're right.
2: Yeah. Um, so that was
3: good. it's manageable. It was manageable, and it's if you manageable. and if you want to skip through a couple minutes, don't feel guilty about it.
2: Well, maybe you should though, because all you have to do is sit there, Katie. It's not like <laughs> you
3: have to. Do, you're not you're doing right. anything. I we just have to sit I have there. Nothing to do except for watch to wrestling. Do.
2: Yeah, what were you speeding through to go to like? To walk through the same room you've
3: walked through a thousand times a day for the past year? No, just to pace through the house.
2: Oh, I've got a lot of pacing to do. I
3: thought if I fast forward through wrestling, maybe the baby would come sooner.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. We are almost close to having another LPN baby, by the way.
3: So close. Uh,
2: Wish Katie in in your thoughts... Say, I hope it comes out good. I yep. don't know what to say, but I hope it comes out Look, good. Look, that's better than what some people say. <laughs> I know. It seems like you have horrible friends who are just they're roasting I friend,
3: you. I had a friend yesterday be like, oh, yeah, nice beer gut. Like, fuck you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that is, that's a double stunner because you can't have beer, and you're like, yeah, wait until this is a beer gut. You just wait. We're going to watch so many sports, Katie. You don't want to know. I can't
3: wait.
1: Hey, Mom. First things first
2: Well, speaking of beer guts, that's a perfect lead into one of the things we want to talk about. And then, of (laughs) course, we'll do we'll do our match from the past. But Eddie Kingston, he is an 18 year veteran of professional wrestling. Uh, Cody, you can't call him Cody Rhodes because Vince owns his last name, which is very strange. The American nightmare, Cody challenges all. He says, I'm the TNT champion. They started off dynamite. He's in the ring. Uh, he says, who, who wants to accept the challenge from me this week? And indeed, it was a fella I have never heard about. Eddie mm-hmm. Kingston, 18 years, uh, professional wrestling. They continued to stress how freaking broke he was. They kept on being like, he I had to sell his wrestling that.
3: boots to pay rent. And I'm like, can you leave the guy alone? I absolutely loved that they did that. I love that, first of all. He go he's obviously a, he's a vet. Like he's been in the business, he's well respected in the indies. He's like he came from Chikara, he hit PWG, he's been in Japan, he's done he's made the rounds. Right. Um and this motherfucker can talk. He Holy shit. Like he came out and he was like, "Please, bitch, please. I've seen all you WWE motherfuckers try to try to cut a promo. Let me show you how it's done." He is powerful on the mic took everyone to school it was so good and I was like who's this motherfucker oh shit go ahead yes
2: I completely agree as soon as Eddie came out first of all I was like who okay who is this guy yeah and then he cut a promo to Cody and to Arn Anderson that made me actually think that like I'm like, is he gonna get fired before he can even wrestle? Like he is yeah. going in on Cody. It was good. And he talked, I mean, I, I thought he was a refreshing uh per, I thought it was a refreshing performance. Uh he looked like someone who you'd meet at the bar. One hundred um, speaking of a bar fight, you know, yeah. he's got a little bit of a punch, but they were also saying he had just dropped 30 pounds. So I was like, okay, I guess we're on the lighter side of heavy uh for this dude. I would like to see him again. Just those Mike skills alone, if he can trim up a little bit um, just for his own safety, I would love to see him continue on and, and get a little contract and get a run with I mean, even same. if he can't wrestle, you know, uh, uh, although he is only 38. And let's not forget, Diamond Dallas Page began in-ring performance around 36, 37. Yeah. So like, he can – you know, 38 years old is no longer like – too old to perform in pro wrestling like it used to be like you can do it I I, just his mic skills alone
3: yeah and I think they did such a good job with he came out as a heel you're like oh look at this look at this guy and then he starts going in on Cody and you're like okay okay because I think Cody right now he's just winning like Cody's just winning he holds the belt he's kind of he's it's his company it's his baby he's the face of the of the brand uh so he's easily hated he's easily hateable Uh, And this guy comes in just going in on Cody saying all the things that no one else in the roster has said yet. And you're just like, Oh, okay. All right. Let's, let's see how this, let's see how this goes. And then when he gets beat, I think they had done such a good job by making him kind of this baby face, his story of like COVID and selling his boots and being broke and not working as an indie wrestler because there's no indie wrestling. Like they did this whole like really good, Storyline with him, and you're like, oh fuck! I really wanted to see him win. Yeah, like you were
2: rooting for him by the you end. You are. I completely agree. It's not easy to do. Have somebody who comes out and is extremely um, unlikable. He was like a total asshole, but then he also he starts spitting truth, and then you're like. Okay, I understand what he's saying here when it comes to Cody, his family lineage. He had everything granted, given to him, all that stuff, getting super real with it. Talking about how Tony Khan is paying him to kick the shit out of Cody. All of this stuff was going in. He was going in. It was sounding awesome. And you're right. By the end of it, you were sympathetic. I don't know. Was he truly injured, though?
3: No. He's just that good of a Are you sure that
2: he wasn't really? You're sure he didn't really hurt his knee?
3: I'm 99.9% sure that he didn't actually unless unless there's so, there's I mean there's always a chance there's something that I don't know I don't know everything uh, right? but he's he's I think he's just that good of a worker he's Ugh. a good he's a good there's look there's a reason he's as respected as he is in the indies like he's a, he's a legit yep. worker
2: yes indeed so Eddie Kingston hopefully he gets some more time at the very least being a mouthpiece I could see him in a series of different roles, and yeah. Well, good for him. Uh, that's a feel-good story. That's a redemption story. And not even a redemption story. It's just a feel-good story because, yeah, his entire career got stripped from him, and I would assume he wasn't exactly – I would assume he didn't exactly have a large economic cushion.
3: Spoiler alert. You don't make a lot of money on the indies. What?
2: No way. <laughs> yeah, well, You don't insane. make a lot of money
3: in wrestling. You don't wrestle for money. Unless you're in WWE.
2: Yes. Well, speaking of redemption, and speaking of someone who has to put in the years, Sammy Guevara also returned to AEW. Obviously, uh, he had the um, the issue where he made a, a, a bad a joke or statement about Sasha. They worked it out, and he was suspended for, I believe, a month, um, yeah. which you know seems to be accurate. He said some jackassy, stupid shit on a show, and hopefully. Lessons were learned. He is now back in AEW in the inner circle. He was kind of the big surprise guest, and um, so that it was another big reveal. Also, we had Brian Cage uh, come out and speak. Taz was speaking for him, and it looks like they're setting up Darby Allin with Jon Moxley and Brian, versus Brian Cage and uh, this fella Stark. So it looks like they're setting up for, I believe it's all in is the next one. They're setting up sort of a tag team match uh, so then Mox doesn't have to put the championship on the line. And uh, Mox and Darby Allin, I mean, I'll watch Forget those it. two all freaking day. It's and a Brian suicide Cage. match. It's, it's going to be insane. And Cage has totally grown on me. That guy, can, he can totally, he can work. Uh, obviously, Taz having to throw in the towel so that Mox didn't uh, tear his bicep once again. Every time I see Jon Moxley, I am always surprised because I'm like, oh my god, it must be a special day. Like we get to see Mox, and then I am reminded, like, oh yeah, that professional wrestlers are supposed to show up for work. Right. I just got so used to Brock Lesnar never being there that every time I see Moxley, I'm like,
3: damn, all right, right? But he oh is. shit, they're, they're I love him, guy. man. It's, it, I yeah. love that. This whole show, Dynamite from this most recent Wednesday night, was so good, top to bottom.
2: It was so good. It
3: was. It almost made me feel like changing the tagline to our show, saying "We watch WWE, so you don't have to."
2: <laughs> well, Katie, that's ridiculous. That's there was what just an like eye that it was, was pulled so out. So much
3: better. It was so it was so enjoyable, and I like I could turn my brain off and just enjoy it instead of like overanalyze.
2: Did you turn your brain on for the eye for the eye match? You you were like, "This is where I'm going to become hypercritical." <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I think you I need to get you on edibles. That's what I've been doing. You have to watch these wrestling events extremely stoned.
3: Yes, as soon as as in a few more weeks I will I will start my voyage into into I've never even smoked weed. Is that bad? No,
2: it's not bad. I mean, uh that's just fine. You're you're I mean, you're not cool, but that's great. No, I'm just <laughs> but joking. But I feel like edibles I could now. do
3: edibles. I could do I could probably try an edible.
2: Well, as soon as that kid is born, then all the work, this, uh, I don't want to get down. It reminds <laughs> me of being in the entertainment industry where you work forever for free just to have the opportunity to like work a lot more. Yes. And now it's like you just like technically this is the easy part.
3: And There is, it. it is only, it's only a pill from here.
2: Yeah. Well, don't let the doctor shove the baby back in like they did with Rosemary uh, Kennedy because Coffee. then that, yeah, that made her all, that made her a, a bit, uh. A bit touched there. Loving and to. then they gave her a lobotomy. That didn't help either. Anyway,
3: went down a whole road.
2: Maybe a lobotomy is good. That's what you need to do. You need to self lobotomize before you watch WWE That's, by taking edibles.
3: There we go. That's the sweet spot.
2: Yeah, then you'll just be amazed that humans can move.
3: <laughs> just lower the bar.
2: Well, speaking of humans moving, this week's match from the past comes from, man, this pay-per-view. We're talking the Canadian Stampede 1997. Uh, Dave Meltzer, not that everything he says is gold, but he was right about this, Uh, called this the best pay-per-view of 1997. This is our match from the past. It involves uh, the Hart Foundation and, what is it, Stone Cold and- Stone Cold Faction. The Stone Cold Faction. I think it's Legion of Doom. Ken Shamrock is in there.
3: Goldust is in there.
2: Goldust, the man who is still working today, going against the Hart Foundation. Uh, This crowd, it was like, it was crazy. These Canadians were about to freaking riot. It was an incredible match and an incredible pay-per-view. So here is a little bit of sound from the Hart Foundation versus the Austin Coalition.
0: And Austin with Brad Hart. And Austin. You wonder what he's saying to Brad Hart in there. I tell you what he's saying. He's saying, kiss back. Short center.
2: Short center. match from the past thank you all so much for listening to this week's kind of fun don't forget to buy our merch we got a t-shirt for sale wear the t-shirt proud wear it loud you can wear it without pants wear it without underwear but then you have to wear pants you can't be publicly nude unless of course you're a mom or a dad in your own home
3: you know what if you're wearing a mask right now and you wear the shirt and you don't have pants on i'm fine with it
2: okay that's fine are you going to be so once the kid comes are you going to be a nude house because no. I had one of my friends' dads, he was just always wearing the tidy whiteies, and he was my house. I'm not putting on pants for nobody, and I'm like, yeah, I'm in your house. I have to see this, and he was a wonderful guy. I mean, you guys could, you can do whatever you want. It's still your house.
3: I mean, I can't, I can't envision that in the immediacy, but they also say, never know what you always do things you never, you say you never do.
2: <laughs> I don't know if anybody ever says that.
3: Literally. Everyone's like, "You're gonna be so shocked by all the things you said you'd never do." I'm like, "All right, fine, I get it. Whatever." I don't. Okay. Know. What does that even mean? I can't picture us being a, a being a no clothes house. I can't. I can't envision that happening.
2: No, no. Only when I go to babysit, um, which will be <laughs> excited. No, I'm just joking. I'm actually great with children. I worked at the YMCA. I know how to take great. care of kids, but I don't want to be the. Ba- I can't do babies. Yeah, yeah. But uh, just two leave, years leave old them. and up. Two years old and up, I can I can start taking care of the kid.
3: Great, I love this.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I want him to learn yeah. some
3: life lessons. Let's give him some early life lessons.
2: We're gonna have to. We'll watch a lot of wrestling. We'll start. With, I'm not gonna show him the Attitude Era. I'll watch the John Cena PG era with him.
3: Okay, that that works. Yeah, and we'll skip the Eye for an Eye match because it's just bad. It's just bad storytelling. <laughs>
2: I hope that Ray is going to be okay. All right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you very soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.